Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 116 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. This is me Neha Shetty. India completed a 2-0 whitewash in the just concluded T20I series against Ireland that was played in Dublin. While the men in blue registered a convincing win in the opening game, they were given a run for their money in the second and at one point it seemed as if the Irish would end up pulling off a huge upset. This episode is all about a review of the Ireland series and a look ahead to the England series. Without further ado, let's get started on the major takeaways and talking points from the Ireland series. First T20I discussion. Deepak Hooda hit an excellent 47 to help India successfully chase down a target of 109 to win a rain affected T20I against Ireland. After Bhuvneshwar Kumar had tied the home side in knots with the ball, India handed a debut to Umran Malik and opted to bowl first after winning the toss. But persistent rain delayed the start of play significantly with the game reduced to 12 overs per side when play was able to start. Umran Malik's first appearance didn't go perfectly to plan with his solitary over going for 14 runs but India bowled well for much of the innings. Bhuvneshwar Kumar 1 for 16 and Yuzi Chahal 1 for 11 comfortably were the pick of the bowlers with their 3 overs apiece. Ireland's innings was held together by some outstanding batting by Harry Tector who reached his half century in the final over before smashing two further boundaries to finish on 64 not out from just 33 balls. Ireland also handed a debut to Connor Alford who was a part of an exciting young bowling attack but it was the experienced Craig Young who did much of the damage removing Ishan Kishan for 26 and Sky for 0 in consecutive balls to leave India 30 for 2 in the third over and dealing with a slight wobble However, this Indian side missing all of those players currently in England with the test squad is packed full of power hitters and captain Hardik Pandya kept the required rate well down with a 24 of 12 before Josh Little had trapped him in front and opener Deepak Hooda finished the job in style hitting back to back fours to bring up the win with 16 balls still remaining and him finishing on 47 from 29 deliveries let's now talk about the second T20I india survived a mighty scare against a spirited ireland side in the second and final T20I India posted 225 for 7 but still needed Umran Malik to defend 17 runs from the last over. The 4-run win helped the Hardik Pandya led India win the series 2-0. India chased down a target of 109 in the rain affected 12 overs side opener at the same venue for that crucial 7 wicket win. Here too, India won the toss and surprisingly there was no rain. The visitors made three changes bringing in Sanju Samson, Harshad Harshal Patel and Ravi Bishnoi. Samson and Deepak Hooda stitched a record 176 run stand for the second wicket. Deepak Hooda became the fourth Indian century maker after Rohit Sharma, KL Rahul and Suresh Raina in T20Is hitting 107 of 57 while Sanju Samson 77 of 42 registered his maiden T20I half century. But India lost a flurry of wickets towards the end. Ireland started the chase on a rousing note with openers Paul Sterling who scored 40 of 18 and skipper Andrew Balbony 60 of 37 taking the flight to the Indian bowlers then Harry Tector 39 of 28 George Dockrell 34 of 16 and Mark Adair kept the Irish hopes alive but the hosts fell short by just 4 runs this was india's second closest win in a t20i match after their one run victory against the west indies in 2016 india has now won all the 5 t20is that they've played against ireland 
India fared well in both the T20Is as they were able to complete a series of challenges despite being a second string side. They completed a thrilling run chase in the first T20I which was a rain curtailed fixture and in the second T20I they slammed over 200 runs after electing to bat first at the same venue. Although Ireland almost touched the finishing line, youngster Umran Malik stopped them in the final over. Talking about Umran Malik, the cricket fraternity finally got to witness the much-awaited international debut of the young pace sensation. He has the propensity to bowl over 150 kilometers per hour. He grabbed eyeballs and played a crucial role in both the T20Is where he managed to pick up a solitary scalp. Although he exhibited his threatening pace, he lacked consistency. He leaked 56 runs from 5 overs in the series. Ravi Bishnoi now, he has been a part of the Indian T20I setup since the start of the year, but he faces cutthroat competition when it comes to sustainability with a few frontline spinners in the hunt for the Asia Cup and T20 World Cup selections. Now, this includes competition in the form of Ravindra Jadeja, Akshar Patel, Yuzi Chahal, and Kuldeep Yadav. Now, the youngster did get a chance in the home series against South Africa and also warmed the bench in the first T20I against Ireland with Akshar and Chahal taking care of the spin department. However, when the leggy did get a chance in the second game, he was a tad bit expensive, but also picked up the key wicket of Paul Sterling, who was in a rampage. Bishnoi finished with figures of 1 for 41 from his 4 overs at an economy of 10.3. He's only expected to get better with experience and the selectors have all the reasons to keep the youngster in the radar. Hartik Pandya's bowling in the power play. Now, stand-in skipper for the series, Hardik Pandya, who had taken a break from international cricket after the T20 World Cup 2021 last November to rediscover his mojo with the ball. Now, the efforts have finally seemed to pay off. Now, the 28-year-old, who registered match-winning figures of 3 for 17 in that final against RR, decided to showcase his bowling skills at the international arena. He was oozing with confidence and the results were not that impressive. Pandya might have become the first India captain to pick up a wicket in the T20Is, but he was really expensive as far as bowling in the power plays were concerned. He gave away 26 runs in two overs in the first game at an economy of 13. He was clobbered for 18 runs in the second match from the two overs that he bowled at an economy of 9, and he went wicketless as a result of which he had to force himself out of the attack. Talking about positives, Deepak Huda's presence at the top has been really impressive. His ability to score some precious runs in the middle and death overs has been very imperative for Team India. However, the Ireland series showed that he could be an impressive top-order batter as well. While the batting all-rounder finished the chase in the first game with an unbeaten 29-ball 47, he scored his maiden T20I ton in the second with a quick-fire 57-ball 104. Now, these knocks came batting as an opener and at number 3 respectively. He finished the series with 151 runs in two matches and has knocked the door of the Indian selectors as they start to pick the squads for multi-nation tournaments later this year. Sanju Samson making the most of his opportunities. Now, even though he made his international debut way back in 2015, Sanju Samson has been in and out of the Indian side due to inconsistent performances and while he was picked for the Ireland series, he could not get a chance in the first game. Nonetheless, an injury to Ruturaj Gaikwad meant that Sanju Samson got that much-needed breakthrough in the series decider and he decided to make the most of the opportunity by scoring that well-crafted half-century. He scored 77 of 42 at a brilliant strike rate of 183.3 and was also involved in that very good partnership of 176 with Deepak Huda. Surya Kumar Yadav's worrying form post-injury 
Now, Sky has been one of the most regular members in the Indian squad in the last 12 months. However, injuries have sidelined him for a better part of this year. A fully fit Surya Kumar Yadav was included in the playing 11 of both the games against Ireland. Now, the middle order sensation was expected to take the Irish bowlers to the cleaners in their own backyard. But that was not as he literally struggled against them and got out cheaply in both the games. While he was dismissed for a golden duck in the series opener, he got off to a solid start in the second match but he could not capitalise and was dismissed for a paltry 15 runs from 5 balls and India will definitely want him to regain the lost touch at the earliest. Let's now divert our attention to have a preview of the one-off test versus England. Now, between the Oval Test in September last year and the Edgbaston Test that begins today, the world, both real and sporting, has changed drastically. COVID-19 virus doesn't strike as much fear as it used to back then. Support staff testing positive suffice to stop the series then. But now, the Indian captain is out of the game with a positive test and a stand-in has been named. Eastern Europe has become a battlefield. Australia finally became the T20 World Cup champions. Two new teams were formed in the IPL and one of them lifted the trophy. Both England and India have a different coach and captain and there is a packed crowd in the stands. The Indian team will be looking to at least salvage a draw in the fifth and the rescheduled test at Edgbaston. The fifth match is supposed to be held at Old Trafford, but because the COVID cases in the Indian camp forced the team to withdraw from the match, and instead of giving up the game, the BCCI and the ECB decided to hold it in 2022 when India was scheduled to tour England for a limited over series. For India, this is definitely an opportunity to win a series against England in England for the first time since that historic 2007-8 series. Under Rahul Dravid and Anil Kumble's able leadership, the Indian team managed to win that three-match series 1-0. If India wins this match or even draws it to win the series, it will be only the fourth time after 1971, 1986 and 2007 that India beats England in England in a test series. The key players for both the teams will be Cheteshwar Pujara and Johnny Bairstow. Now, Pujara was thrown out of the team after India's failed stint against South Africa in December 2021. But he has made a rousing comeback courtesy of that belligerent showing in the county championships 2022. The experienced India number 3 scored two double centuries, a 170 not out and 109 in the seven innings that he played for Sussex in the four county games since arriving in England this year. India hopes he can carry on this form into the test and help secure that historic series win for the team. Now, Johnny Bairstow is another very crucial player. The free-flowing Johnny Bairstow that people saw against New Zealand is a very dangerous batter to bowl against. In the six innings that he played, which also included the innings where he and skipper Ben Stokes added 179 runs in only 20 overs against the quality of the New Zealand bowling attack, the 32-year-old scored 394 runs at an average of 78 and an unbelievable strike rate of 120. Jimmy Anderson and Virat Kohli will definitely be a battle to watch out for. Jimmy Anderson has been in superb form since coming back from the Ashes Down Under and it seems like he is fighting his best to get the World Test Championship final with as much heart and soul as possible. Though it is almost impossible for him to play the WTC final this year, Anderson somehow does not bow down without a fight. The 39-year-old had the number of Virat Kohli during 2021 for the better part of the series. He then got the Indian captain out twice in four games and troubled him even more. Overall, Anderson has got Kohli out seven times in the test and that also includes the forgettable 2014 series in which Kohli was found lacking in the cordon of uncertainty.
How will the pitch play? Now, the edge baston pitch has been a result-oriented wicket as eight of the last ten test matches that have happened here have produced results. And England has won six out of those. Though India has never won at edge baston in their eight attempts, they would be glad to know that England has lost their last two games at edge baston against Australia and New Zealand respectively. The wicket is generally pacey and offers turn and bounce on the last two days for spinners to work. Based on current form, England has the edge as they have won three back-to-back games against reigning World Test Championship holders New Zealand. But India, having won two of the tests in this five-match series, will try to give their all and salvage a draw and to take the series home. Now, the consequence of this whole series is that England is advantages. Now, the scale of advantages is definitely tilted in England's favour as they're playing at home. And considering they are coming from a red-hot winning streak, nothing perhaps has transformed as discernibly, considering the spirit of the England dressing room has been really impressive. England were forlorn back then, bereft of fight and belief after thrashings in India and at home against New Zealand. Now, with Ben Stokes at the helm with Brendan McCallum as the philosopher coach, they are an irresistibly aggressive group gritting their teeth in vengeance after tearing New Zealand apart. Against India last year, they were afflicted with self-doubts and they adopted strange tactics and seemed to prioritise the T20 World Cup back then against the Test Series. The squads for the limited over series has also been announced. Rohit Sharma will return to captain the side after failing to recover from COVID-19 in time for the scheduled fifth test in Edge Baston. Virat Kohli, Ravindra Jadeja, Jaspreet Bumrah and Rishabh Pant, all members of the test squad, will be rested for the first T20I of the series, which begins on 7th July, just two days after the scheduled fifth day of this Birmingham test. These players have been named in the squad for the final two T20Is. Sanju Samson, Rahul Tripathi, Venkatesh Iyer, Ruturaj Gaikwad and Archdeep Singh will be a part of the squad for the first T20I before making way for the second and the third T20Is. Umran Malik, Dinesh Karthik, Ravi Bishnoi and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar have all been retained in the T20I squads following the two-match series against Ireland. The ODI squad marks the return of veteran opener Shikhar Dhawan, while Mohammad Shami, Mohammad Siraj and Prasad Krishna are all included. KL Rahul, who is currently recovering from that groin injury, misses out from the squads altogether. The white ball series will start on July 7th in Southampton and conclude on July 17th in Manchester. Now, India squad for the first T20I has Rohit Sharma as skipper, Ishan Kishan, Ruturaj Gaikwad, Sanju Samson, Surya Kumar Yadav, Deepak Huda, Rahul Tripathi, Dinesh Karthik, Hardik Pandya, Venkatesh Ayur, Yuzi Chehal, Akshar Patel, Ravi Bishnoi, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, Harshal Patel, Avesh Khan, Arshdeep Singh and Umran Malik. And India squad for the second and third T20I has Rohit Sharma as skipper, Ishan Kishan, Virat Kohli, Surya Kumar Yadav, Deepak Huda, Shreyas Ayer, Dinesh Karthik as wicketkeeper, Rishabh Pant as wicketkeeper, Hardik Pandya, Ravindra Jadeja, Yuzi Chahal, Akshar Patel, Ravi Bishnoi, Jaspreet Bumrah, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, Avesh Khan, Harshal Patel and Umran Malik. Now, India squad for the three ODIs has Rohit Sharma as skipper, Shikhar Dhawan, Ishan Kishan, Virat Kohli, Surya Kumar Yadav, Shreyas Ayer, Rishabh Pant, Hardik Pandya, Ravindra Jadeja, Shardul Thakur, Yuzi Chahal, Akshar Patel, Jaspreet Bumrah, Prasid Krishna, Mohammad Shami, Mohammad Siraj and Arshdeep Singh. Let's talk about England squad for the limited over series. Richard Gleeson, the Lancashire seamer, has earned his first full England cap at the age of 34 and could make his debut in next week's T20I series against India. 
he is the most notable selection in Josh Butler's first squads as England's first full-time white ball captain was announced on Friday lunchtime after discussions earlier this week between Rob Key, the managing director of men's cricket in England, and Brendan McCullum and Matthew Mott, the red and white ball coaches respectively, about the workloads of multi- multi-format players was discussed. None of the side playing against India in the rearranged fifth test at Edgbaston are involved in the T20I series, which starts two days after the scheduled fifth day. But Johnny Besto, Joe Root, Ben Stokes will play in the ODI series. India named their squads on Thursday night with five test players due to link up with the T20I squad in time for the second game, as discussed. Adil Rashid will miss the series in order to make the Hajj pilgrimage to Mecca and Matt Parkinson, Gleason's Lancashire teammate, will play his first limited overs international in nearly 12 months after being named as the frontline spinner in both squads, with Liam Dawson overlooked after playing the T20 series in Barbados earlier this year. Harry Brook, named in both squads, is the main beneficiary of Owen Morgan's retirement and looks set for an opportunity in the middle order after running the drinks for the test side so far this summer. He is impressed for Yorkshire in early stages of the season and will definitely be looking to make the most of his opportunity. Luke Wood and David Payne will miss out after travelling to Netherlands for last month's ODI series and Payne made his debut in the third ODI. While Root's return sees David Milan lose his spot in the 50-over side, though he looks set to retain his number three position in the T20I series. Now, the T20I series, which starts on July 7th, involves three fixtures in the space of four days. So England are expected to rotate their seamers, not at least with uh, Timil Mills, one of the short-format specialists, reluctant to play back-to-back games because of his history with injuries. A number of seamers remain unavailable due to various injury problems. Now, this includes the likes of Chris Wokes, Mark Wood, Jofra Archer, Tom Curran and Sakib Mahmood. As a result, there is an opportunity for Craig Overton to make his mark in the ODI squad, while Brighton Cars has been retained in the enforcer role. Several counties, particularly Lancashire, will be depleted for the knockout stages of the T20 Blast. The T20I series clashes with the quarterfinals, while the finals day takes place the day before the third ODI. Now, England's T20I squad has Joss Butler as the skipper, Moen Ali, Harry Brook, Sam Curran, Richard Leeson, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingston, David Milan, Timmel Mills, Matthew Parkinson, Jason Roy, Phil Salt, Reese Topley and David Willey. England's ODI squad has Joss Butler as skipper, Moen Ali, Jonathan Barristow, Harry Brook, Bryden Cars, Sam Curran, Liam Livingston, Craig Overton, Matt Parkinson, Joe Root, Jason Roy, Phil Salt, Ben Stokes, Reese Topley and David Billy. With this, we draw curtains on the episode that served as a review of the Iron series and a preview of the England series. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support throughout. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Also, feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions for the already published episodes and recommendations for future topics. Do share this episode widely and your support is really appreciated. See you next time, listeners. Cheers, stay safe and take care. Bye for now.